Welcome to Into the Mirror, the top podcast for discussing healings, transformations, and awakenings. My name is Alexander, and this is Brody. We will be hosting this today, and I'm going to talk about a, a bit of some tough subjects at first, learning from loss and people passing and things. Really, really hard stuff, but learning a way to bring some positivity, to end the conversation in a higher or the best perspective we can. You know, I'm learning that you don't leave it in poison, even if it's something really awful, especially if it's something awful. But um, so, Brody, um, how are you? I'm I'm well, especially in the circumstances. Uh, a good friend of mine that passed away over the weekend, and it was it's a tough thing, and I'm not gonna. Um, give out any significant details really, but um, I felt a little guilty for some of the things that transpired way back in the past, maybe yeah. 10 years ago, but it's, it's still, it's, it so, hurts for sure. So just in context and not to give away details, you just, just through like your past, you have friends that you were in, in grind, in this, in the life with, if you will, using partying and not using like we're bad, but just and you don't know any details, but you lost him, right? He passed yeah. away. And mm -hmm. that's losing someone like that. I've lost friends too of different things. And even if I don't know what happened, I still, because how we were together, I always, it's kind of like, for me, I don't mean survivor's guilt for addiction because part of my shame says, you're not worthy of survivor's guilt. You, you know, that's pretty awful, right? But no, like, because we're better now and even in, you know we've we've healed we're working on this stuff and things do get better so when yeah. others like are lost and for me they're never lost but that's because i've dealt with death a lot you know through my life i've come to terms with it and i can it doesn't scare me but um it did before and it did you know there's things about it that were really hard and addiction no matter what not your friend i'm just saying through my story too it just always this chaos this hurt shows up sometimes and i for years just didn't even feel it i was so blatantly numb after my dad died that i couldn't i could not discuss things openly like this there was no way i mean i could tell you i was sorry yeah my dad died jackass like duh of course i'm hurt right but mm -hmm. you so you are in a different place you're healthier now and yeah you you're dealing with this in a healthy way so what yeah. are you now and i mean i when I heard the news, I was observing myself talk, especially in that moment. I said, okay, well, I could either, they could go this way or the next, or I can choose to honor this guy that I knew, this good friend. And what would he tell me right now? And, mm -hmm. I, and I really thought about that in my heart. And I said, he would tell me, I'm proud of you, dude. And, yeah. and keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about me. You know, like I'm wow. fine. Like that's, that's what that's, I felt in my heart. That's that's the gift, man. Because that honestly, for me, that's the truth. That is what is the truth. Like the people that are on their own hero's journey, and for me, I don't believe that's the end. I I truly don't. I've had near death experiences. I know in my soul what I am, and it's much more than this. So, but when you lose people, it's still, you know, they, everyone has their different beliefs and the loss. And man, it's. It's heavy. So like, I, how do we move through that? Like you're, it's, it's fresh, but luckily, you know, you've learned some skills like that, like to think such a positive, higher aspect from mm -hmm. him, like to give him the higher perspective. What would the highest, safest version of him say? What would the one that survived 
and made it through everything or whatever they did. And I'm not, I'm not talking about your friend here directly because I don't know the circumstances, but like for my friends, what would they have said or what my dad would say, or my stepmom would say, what would they say in their best self too? Not just me, them being better. I give them permission to be free of those old ideas because they're dead. So I'm living in this idea that there's some, uh, you know, no, I mean, there's a reason Anyway, I get it. It's a very powerful yeah. thing. And with that survival skill, like, do you really think people that have passed away would want you, like, holding a ruler and, like, hitting yourself, beating <laughs> no. yourself up? Heck no, dude. They want you to live your life. I think this is universal. Like, if think about if I passed away, would I really want my family to have guilt or, like, to beat themselves up about me? But, of course, this is so much easier said than done, and I don't want to make light of any of this situation no but the truth like honestly we can't move beyond until we just acknowledge where we're at and that's we are here they are there so we have to live we have i can't live in that suffering i literally had so much guilt when my dad died i thought he was watching me and seeing the drug use and the deception and all these things and believe me i had a very crazy vision like when i was on drugs i saw him standing in the mirror behind me and it I went to rehab the next day. No joke. It was a very powerful, powerful experience, but there was never judgment. I realized like it was all me. It was all me. My dad, even, even if he was alive, would never judge me like that. He would have totally been like, come on, let's find help. Like he's like the better, like the good inspirational me he had. That's where I get a lot of that from. So it's like, why would I put such awful stuff on what they would say? Like they can see if they can see, then they can see my hurt. They can see my, you know what I'm saying? They can see everything. And I know in my heart that I'm worthy and I'm healthy and stuff. So, man, I'm Pain is deceiving, isn't it? It is very so so deceiving. Like when you're in that much emotional and physical pain, my gosh, it can be deceiving. So it's those loops. Like, so we go back, like today I had my DUI group and we spoke about anger and frustration and how anger is a lot of different variations and it's very powerful but anger misdirected just turns into sickness and illness your heart suffers everything but for me anger usually comes when i'm not feeling communicated or understood it's like when the energy that's trying to be released from my body is not finding its place so it gets stuck in me right and so learning healthy mechanisms to move that stuff but anger after death for me was one of the ways I got out of it. I mean, I was angry. I was pissed at the shit that happened, the stuff, and it helped me for a while. Like, because this depression was so bad that mm. the anger was a, that's a, actually a response, right? So anger yeah. is a response to the sadness or to whatever. Right. And I, so I was either angry or I was high on oxycodone thinking I'm not angry. So it's like mm-hmm. everything was like a block. Even the opioids were just another block. And this is why talking and expressing and knowing that those friends, like, cause I, the ones that I've lost, I know them pretty well, especially if they've lost them. I know some details about them that even their families wouldn't know because there's yeah. a, there's a brotherhood that happens. And mm-hmm. I know my friends support me more. If not, my, my family's amazing, but just as much as my, they are my family. Right. So it's like, same thing. They're part of my team now, all my lost loved ones. And I'm saying this, yes, post facts. So don't, I'm not dishonoring any of the hurt, but they're all part of my support now, not my resistance, right? They're on, now they get it. They're part of my heart. And so the sooner I open my heart to have a conversation with the people that have passed, and that's my thing I learned is doing that. Like my heart, yeah. 
It, sorry. Well, I just want to say like, this is so healing. Like I'm feeling it, like I'm feeling the healing, just me and you speaking here. And I honestly didn't expect like this feeling to show up, but it it's, it's so healling. Like, and I'm, you know, I, not everybody has a podcast and not everybody should, but like talking about it is so healing. There's the podcast for you and me. I mean, we grow like, honestly, that's the point, right? That's really the point for everyone. And for us all learning to find good in this stuff. And yes, it sucks that we're like when we lose a soldier, if you will. Right. Like, but they're never lost. And maybe that's what I like war stories a lot. And, Battle of the Bulge stuff. I always give you references to wars and battles and how the resistance is and how it, although it's there, it makes the sacredness to what you have now. Do you know what I'm saying? You have right. it. I have it. And we honor it by sharing it, even if it feels like survivor's guilt. What a weird thing to say, but I mean, I, I felt like unworthy because I made it through and I made awful choices. So that's what I'm saying. Like I made it through awful stuff and then people died of cancer where they didn't make choices like I did. And like, so there's these things with guilt where dude, it's all illness, making illness and stuff. And I had to learn my journey is my journey. And because I was like, why do all these people get compassion and all these people don't like it's an awful, awful judgment and blame. And I found it was in here. And yes, people do it outside. But when we release it, when we allow these people in our hearts, like my, I'm going to do it, my dad, my stepmom, who I had a lot of conflict with, not any, we just had our life experience and I was in a traumatic time. So I've had to, because they both have passed away. I have, I talked to them in my heart. Like I'm like, I joke about it. Like I'm naked in a way, like here mm -hmm. I am judge away, but they don't. Right. But I know I'm here. I know the stories, the shame, the trauma, the pain, like, dude, your brother, your friend knows you and he supports you. And I know that's between yeah. you and me. We don't have to worry about anyone else judging that, but I know because. And I mean, dude, what hurts too is because he, a lot of my friends left me um, kind of when I was in my deep, dark hole. So yes, I know that like, I don't, I'm not angry at him and I'm not well, casting judgment on them, but, but he was one of those guys that never really left me. You know, yeah. he was, he was like, Hey, how you doing? He would check up and yes. like, yo, what's going on, buddy? Like he, he was a good soul, man. And unfortunately a lot of, a lot of, um, empaths like me and you, you know, we feel maybe I believe he was a true empath, like a, like a deeply seated empath. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I do. I've met those people as well. I know, I know so many friends that Smart are like, guy too, you know, so like, yeah, like I consider them like brothers, best friends, soldiers. And I have some that you know, never let, they never did, rejected me in my heart. I know that, you know, and it's like those friends I have, I have one who's alive and I, I don't, I haven't heard from him a while, but his name's Morgan. And I, you love him. Like he was part of the beginning opioid when my dad was still alive. And when I still had this, I don't know, like this life that didn't seem so screwed up. Right. It didn't seem so fuck. Even after I had already, my stepmom already died. There's already stuff, but it still seemed more pure to me. And I had friends that when I was making awful choices, he never, we did drugs together, him and his brother and all of them. I care about him. I, 
I got better. I think Morgan's better too. This is the cool thing. But we had to separate. We had to be apart. <laughs> Sacred space between friends and yeah. like send love from a distance. Because when we were together, we just created. I mean, we were very rebellious energy. Like me and my friend, we had really rebellious energy. Like f the world type of mentality. Yeah. And we're gonna go experiment and do what we want, and nobody's gonna tell us nothing. You know, when you're young and you feel like you can do anything, but like it manifests in that negative, ugly way. That rebellious energy behind that, I believe, is like fear and doubt and things like that. It creates that. It's uh, yeah, lots of lots of pain, fear. Yes, fear. Fear is like to me. It's just fear has scales of. Fear, it turns into pain. There's lots of things to me that are just like basic emotions all amplify, you know? Like, so as a kid, I hurt and, and not just hurt. You don't wreck it. Well, I was hurt. I didn't recognize it because I, my anger, I had, I used to throw these horrible tantrums. And I remember the day it stopped, I was so angry about this, just going to church actually. And I now know why I was throwing all those tantrums, why I was having such a breakdown. And it sucks because it was because of trauma, but I just stopped, just ended. One day I was no more screaming, like how I'm loud and stuff. All of that was still there, but it stopped and then headaches started and then opioids were found, right? It's this whole process like of years of pain of headaches. I tried, you know, and no one knew. It was no one to blame. My stepmom was dead. My dad was close to, you know, he was going to die in a few, in like a couple of years. I just didn't know it. Um, there was... I don't know, man, the frustration when I found a way to like, I wanted to ask you like how much of this holistic Chinese medicine, homeopathic presumptions are real. Like is liver really in the ang like in the liver or is, I, I, you know what I mean? Like certain things manifest in certain areas. Well, it's like, interesting. Like, you can't speak right. You know, like if I'm having trouble speaking openly and fluidly, there's something going on here and there's yeah. a reason for that. So it's kind of weird, but each organ, if you associate each organ, and if you understand what the chakras are saying, they're perceptional states of consciousness. Hear that? Per your perception. So anger is a perception. I can be hostile and I'm living from the base chakra with that, the inverted base, not the stable, secure, but I'm afraid. And when you do that, the energy gets stuck in those they say, I'm just telling you the whole, that those those organs are all specific for that kind of variation to process it and send the energy back up healthily. But when you're not helping those organs, they all pay the price. And so they're like liver anger and alcoholism and cirrhosis and, you know, kidneys. There are things to this, but I don't know. I think people, the mystics were trying to show people like really advanced stuff and make it simple, right? Like there's a whole food color diet. You just eat colors. And I mean, it. it's helpful. It really does help people because mm -hmm. the answers are simple, but it's yeah. our mind that really do conflict things. Like I judged the shit out of acupuncture. I was just trying to find like the herbs they got that could get me high. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm straight. No joke. I was like, well, and I didn't find that many great ones that the East really had. They had opium. And then we took opium and turned that into what? You know what I mean? So, Well, it's just funny, man. Like humans sometimes 
we're too smart for our own good, the way we process things. And and also, we're not the smartest in the universe, but we're the smartest. There's, there's always going to be something you perceive smarter or better, but no one's actually smarter or better than you. No one's. That's the, that, I mean this. I'm not saying I'm as smart as Einstein, but I know we're as smart as Einstein in our own ways. And everyone is. The most idiotic person understands concepts that took me years to understand. So how is intelligence? It's not based on this IQ test because my IQ is very high. I yeah. I'm very dumb sometimes. <laughs> so, like, I have exceeded resentments from the IQ test in the SAT. Yes, I, I'm oh, great. That. Listen to this. I was called stupid in, in prison. I made my mom fax in my IQ test. That's, I'm telling you, this this guy was who was in charge of the, his name was Bear, and he's just a guy from down south in down south Colorado, you know, very not mean, but just doesn't get it. Like mm -hmm. he did not get it. And he, so he's like, wears big, thick glasses. His name's bears is his last name. And he wasn't a mean guy, but he and I would joke around and he called me like stupid. So when I felt that, like, I was like, you really think that I'm still, you know, he's like, and he read some other report about another inmate, like a rating. Cause we all do tests. Was an inmate. What? This he was a, this is a CEO. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, CEO. Okay, that's just a lot of And he was like, he was the kitchen cop, so we had to make sure we don't steal. We're not stealing our own food out of the kitchen to eat. Like it's literally like absurdity on so many levels. So when he called me stupid, I this is the thing though: righteous anger and just dumb anger. Because who cares what that man thought? Look what I ended up. I got out quicker, faster than anyone said. I mean, honestly, in years faster than I said. So. But I faxed my I, my mom. I was like, send me the results so I could show him. And I mean, it just, because I was so broken and beaten down at that time, intelligence was something I always had, always. It wasn't something. So when that was being questioned, it was like, that was like questioning dick size in a way that's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, do you want, and I, so it's, it's funny, but it shows you, dude, anger. It was trying to motivate me too. It was like, dude, no. No more based on your own tests. Look how smart I am. Your own shit. Look how amazing I can do. And I can do my own shit. I have my own ideas, my own inventions, my own creations. I'm not limited to that. But this, like, think about this. I'm in prison, went through all that pain, all that life story. But this man didn't spend any time wondering about my story. He just looked at a number on the wrong inmate, by the way, the wrong inmate's test and called me that. Right? Like, that's why I'm talking, why I close my eyes when I hear people talk sometimes. Because I know when I close my eyes, I listen. And I know, like, there's some things that I do, and I'm so grateful for my family. My stepmom, Lindsay, man, it was so hard. But she, I know she loves me unconditionally, and I, her, and I, these things, same with my dad. Like, like all of these people, and they're all on my side. They're not, none of the people that are lost are here to torture me for decisions I made in the past, right? I was a child. We are all children, really, at some point, And we all have to understand that and give that to the other. Give that to your neighbor as well. And especially give it to yourself. So anyway, I just I went on for a little while there, Brody. Sorry. I'm no, you're cool. Yeah, just I this conversation was super helpful and I, I loved it. I was so healing. Like I really did feel that. Yeah, and, me, I do too. My, guy, my dude that passed on, um, like I, I do truly believe whether 
whatever spiritual or religious thing that you believe, or even if you're agnostic, like yeah. I believe the universe is exponential and abundant and limitless. And I still believe, even though he's not here in this physical plane, that I can still openly communicate with him, especially through like my heart. Of course. Absolutely. This is the funny thing I've learned going back to the religious belief. So even if you don't believe in like God or the universe at all, and you believe that something came from nothing, listen to this. So when it disappears and time is gone, time and space, something from nothing has just as much probability, which is a hundred percent to happen within that time frame. What I mean is it's infinite time. So this big bang has a chance of a like infinity of really happening again is what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. even on chance and alone by these probabilities, it works out that the universe works in your favor is what I'm saying. You don't have to believe in God to realize that 14 billion light years of expansion has come together to make you and me at this point on this podcast in this solar system, whatever. And this tuned in to heart space to all like it's so awesome the it's present so moment is, is is unbelievably beautiful at, but uh yeah yeah so this is my weird like mathematics like well that but you know so it's just all the things present moment is eternal is what yeah I'm <laughs> this is cool though i so all right well i don't i think that's good for me i just I, i'm sending out good energy to the people that lost that things do correct in ways and it's not it's not the way we see it's never that way but it does turn into something better and it's a life like when we let go of the resistances so yeah and i i appreciate everybody listening and just going to do my normal wrap-up spiel please uh give us a five-star rating on spotify apple podcasts or anchor any of these protocols and so this message can get spread to others and we're just sending out love to you all and thank you so much for listening yeah thank you it's a practice like how do we get better at, i i tell probably like, how do we get better at continuing to go back to that heart space is practice every time these situations happen going back to center back to center practice 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 so anyway um Thank you. Yeah, definitely share it. It's on Amazon now. It's on Audible now. So other people can listen and you can ask Alexa, <laughs> Alexander. Alexa, play Alexander. The real Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, um, thanks guys.